Hey everyone, Julia here, and welcome to 20 Fucking Something, the podcast that breaks down the chaoticness of living in your 20s by diving into the ins and outs of dating, friendship, anxieties we all face, and whatever other bullshit that happens in your 20s. All right, so if you keep up with my social media, you've guessed it, I'm in Aruba after a long 15-hour journey with almost missing my connection flight and running through an airport like a crazy person, I finally made it. I am severely sunburnt, as one can expect after being so pale from seeing no sunlight in Paris. But I've made it to Aruba, I'm really happy to be here, and I'm really excited for this week's episode. We've got Solana on here, and um, we're going to talk about situationships, trying to find new friends and moving to new cities because we've both made huge changes this year and kind of just learning how to set boundaries for yourself and learning that a relationship isn't everything. You are supposed to be true to yourself and if you can't do that then it's not really it for you and just kind of you know having some fun and I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it and I hope you enjoy it. So let's get into it. Hey, hey, welcome to 20 fucking something, Solana. Um, Thank first you. Guest, very exciting. Very, it'll be nice to not just talk to myself the whole time. But okay, so I guess we'll start with two questions. If you're a cocktail or a beverage, what would you be and why? And a song you've been playing on repeat recently. Okay, so I thought about this in advance before <laughs> coming on here today, obviously. Yeah. Um, I decided that if I'd be a drink, I'd be a cider because I want to emulate chill girl energy, but I can't drink beer um, for non-chill girl reasons. Mm. So that's my answer there. <laughs> okay. And then Pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, pretty accurate. And then as Julia knows, I don't listen to music very often yeah. or at all. So I have no frame of reference for pop culture. But when I go to the gym, I either listen to Machine Gun Kelly or Taylor Swift. Depending oh, on the mood. no last of the real ones fallout boy <laughs> no i yeah. should though <laughs> that would be that would be a good like running song um honestly yeah i'm surprised i feel like you would have picked espresso martini but no i knew you would yeah my capricorn energy right Ugh, so annoying but background like how we met for all of you viewers out there listeners out there i went to boston university with julia um, and it pretty much got to be you. And so yeah. Julia, I came from New York, you know, opposite ends of the universe came to be you. And we had similar friends and all of our friends were like talking about the other one to the other one of us. Like we didn't meet, we didn't meet for like two months. Yeah, it took a while. Like I rem- like, I remember everyone, I will never forget, everyone went to your birthday party, like your birthday <laughs> dinner. And I was the only one not invited. I was like, who is this bitch Solana that everyone is hanging out with that I clearly am not like whatever yeah it took us so long and then finally I don't even know what we did but we met see I remember being like midterms or finals and I remember we were sitting in the um GSU eating grapes like I remember (laughs) it was just the two of us and it was like prime time drinking extra large like cold brews like four of them a day and then I remember us oh, like eating... when you're in the library like staked out yeah like that kind of vibe I don't it wasn't when we were wrapping our heads in scarves looking like idiots not that time <laughs> that was really bad um but yeah and then I think that was it and then, and then I the history yeah, and then I got invited to all the birthday dinners after that. <laughs> and then we were together every second of the day. Yeah, 
and now you're the first guest so big stuff happening but okay so now so now you're living in New York right yes so I live in New York um with a couple of Juliana's friends from BU and I work here living the New York City dream. dream Yes. You can make it here. You can make it anywhere, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing will be NYU's housing in Soho. That was like right across from the homeless shelter. And that was just right across from the homeless shelter had flex walls with no <laughs> plexiglass. That was tragic. Um, okay. So, I mean, last time we talked, are you seeing anybody? Like, what's your. There's a, yeah, there's a lot. We got, of, we got a lot so, of different like segues. The answer to that question is no, but I'm. I am taking steps to make it happen. So for all the hotties out there, she's very single. So I'm, yeah, I'm very single. Um, I don't know. What should we dive into first? You want to hit situationships or you want to hit toxic relationships? You want to- <laughs> Let's do a situationship because we both just emerged. So, okay. Some background. We were, Solana just came in January okay. for like Christmas, yes. New Year's <laughs> and ended up on new year's eve yeah on new year's eve breaking it off with with that situation ship but i think with okay for preface because hopefully this gets chopped up <laughs> um um okay for yeah preface, yeah like <laughs> i think my personality in general aside from my freshman year which was all fair game is i don't do all gas no breaks all gas no breaks girl should be um yeah is I I don't really hook up with random people so that's just not really my vibe no shade to people who do it's just not for me um and so I I oftentimes find myself in weird things like this so like when I was abroad I had a situationship um that filtered post abroad post COVID um and then yeah a Kiwi man and then I just got out which is what Julia's referring to of a 10-month situationship so that I ended in Paris <laughs> at 4 a.m. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> on New on, Year's on Eve, New I Year's Eve. So, well, I mean, done. I feel like the thing too, though, for um, you guys is like, I mean, it started when we were at school. Like when you're in the situation of like, it's, it's like life is so much easier, you know? Yeah. And then coincidentally, like we ended up going to the same city after school and things were going so well during school that there's no reason to end things. But the reality of the situation is like context changes. You get here and your whole life goes kind of in opposite directions. Yeah. Especially too, because like you guys are in both such different, you know, industries and like his industry was, is just. Yeah. His like, industry is super like demanding. sucks. Like there's no, there's no social life. And it's also like, if you don't know how to balance, if you can barely know how to balance your time before but right. it's like hard to even figure out how to slightly do that yeah how to do it once you're here into it and I think too like with that just because you date someone in college and everything's easy and you get here doesn't mean it's going to work when you're an actual adult and then I think that's also when you learn prioritization like who matters and who you want to spend your free time with so yeah especially because the city is like I feel like people think Manhattan Manhattan is small. I mean, the fact that you ran into Betchy Boy, like yep. in the middle of like twice in the middle, you know, like it's so small, yeah. but it's so big. So if you don't know how to figure out like what the fuck you want to be doing, then you're kind of fucked, I guess. Yeah, you honestly are pretty fucked. 
And I think too, like the bigger thing with situationships, and Julie and I talk about this a lot, since we both are coming out of them. And constantly are going into them. It's a never-ending yes. cycle. It's a toxic trait. Um, am I the toxic one? <laughs> am I the toxic? Am I the main character? Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing with it too is like if if when we say this, if you wanted to, you would. So like think about it yeah. abstractly, like why are you in a situationship? And I think that's ultimately why mine ended. 10 months down the line, you're yeah. almost a year deep and you're like, why am I still halfway in, halfway out? Well, I think the worst part too is like having your cake and eating it too, but it's never like, it's always one person is getting that situation. Like you're really just like eat, shoveling the shit on the other end. Yeah. Like no, <laughs> no, both people in a situation ship are ever like satisfied with what's going on. And that was my thing with like A2 too, which we talk about is like, it was like all, you know, flowers and daisies and whatever in his field. And I'm over here, like trying to, I don't even know, keep the, keep the deer yeah. out of my plants. Like, no, you're trying, you're trying to make something stay afloat. That's not a hundred percent in. And at the end of the day, like you don't want to be in a relationship where both people are a hundred percent in. And I think the hard thing too, is especially in a situation ship, like I was listening to, you know, like we met at Acme or whatever. And she was talking about in one of her episodes recently, how it's like, if it's more than three months, then like you're fucked, like you're dead because yeah, like three months at most is where you're supposed to be like confident enough in what you want. And so I feel like once you hit that point and you're already like, you surpass that, then it's kind of hard to be like, okay like I want more and everyone's like well we've been doing this for the last whatever like why now like, yeah and I think the thing too good thing I tripled that time frame so that's awesome I could have had three in the span of that <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> but I think too with that it's like it's hard to get out of them when you're in them for so long because usually the difference between a situationship and hooking up with somebody is you're doing things like you're actually doing things together yeah. and you're spending quality time together and, and so you're like talking about your lot. feelings and you're just like too much. Right. It's yeah. It's a, it, that's the thing is it becomes emotionally taxing because you're not just like hooking up with someone you're spending time with them. You learn a lot about them. Yeah. And you really do. Like, I think about this too. Like you can love someone without being in love with them. Like if you know so much about someone, it's easy to yeah. develop that kind of attachment without being like, this is the person for me. And I think that's kind of what I got to was there was so much bonding and connection, but mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like I knew it was never going to work out. We want different things. We're very fundamentally different people, but you've built that foundation and spent so much time together that you kind of have to look at like, why is this not working? And why are we not like taking the next step? Yeah. For me, a little extreme given I was about to hit the one year, my anniversary mark with someone I'm not <laughs> dating. <laughs> yeah, literally. Well, I mean, that's like the hard part. I am such a big sunk cost person. Like I want to see my investment pay off and it's, it's honestly like a really toxic cycle. And I mean, I've gotten that in, oh my God. I mean, the last 10 years on and off of my life with Iman, e- e- Iwan, e- Iwan e- maybe, we'll call but um, e- yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and so like you obviously don't want to, one, you like them and you're emotionally invested. And two, you're like, well, I just gave all this time. I'm not going to have all this time wasted. I'm going, like, I want to see something pay off. So then yeah. for me, it becomes more of an ego thing than actually like liking someone. It's totally an ego thing. And I think too, like, I obviously look back and I'm like, I just spent the better half of a year 
with someone that I didn't end up dating. And ultimately, like, that's not even a relationship. But at the same time, I feel like, and Julia probably knows this, but my last relationship was so toxic in every way, every way possible. And this one, I made an active effort to like be mature in it. So in that regard, like I did take enough away from it to be like, I don't hate him. Like I don't resent him for taking up my time. Like he's a really nice person. It just didn't work. And you learn a lot about yourself. Like it was my first relationship being here in the city, which was nice. And for that reason, like having a transitional relationship like that was nice, but I'm also ready to meet people. That's the goal of moving here is to meet new people. Yeah, no, I mean, same with A2 though. Like it was, I mean, obviously, you know, we both moved to new cities and stuff this year and like having him was so essential kind of for me not wanting to just like get back on a plane and like leave it right <laughs> and because it is like a cushion it's you know an emotional cushion it's uh stability it's kind of I mean the nice thing is is he's French so like anytime I needed to yell at somebody I just send him on his yeah. way and he'd be, <laughs> be my little minion right and I think too like with it in a situation specifically like you have someone checking on you you have someone talking to you you have someone like taking care of you but it's not the full commitment so it's so easy to default into like well this is better than being alone like this is better than having no one but the reality of that is it's not because in my experience and maybe you feel this way too Julia like now that I'm like actually single I actually feel so much better like being in that made me so anxious just because it was like am I ever going to get what I want am I wasting my time am I wasting more time Dude. Yeah. No, I mean, I totally feel that way. And I feel that way now because for example, I broke things off with him, you know, a couple of days before his birthday, just because obviously shit unrolled as it does. And, and so then Valentine's day came up and it, and also he had like a birthday event and I was just sitting here and I was like, you know what, maybe I'm a little sad now, but I would have been even more upset because I would have been let down for Valentine's day. I would have been let down on not getting the invite for his birthday. Like if it wasn't this, it would have been something else. And the, the shitty part was, I was like, you can't be held accountable. Like I can't hold you accountable for anything because you're technically not my boyfriend, but you're not just my friend. And that's like, not even just for the hanging out stuff, but also in terms of like seeing other people and being honest and you know, staying true to your partner. Yeah. And I think that also works both ways. Like girls, I feel like it's easier for us to, to be like, well, boys are always doing something or boys or whatever. But then when we're out and we have opportunity, like I would hold myself back from that because it's like, oh, well, I feel like I'm obligated to somebody else. And that's also not fair. Oh, yeah. Well, also too, for me, I don't even have to consciously think about that. Like I know subconsciously I give off a vibe of like, stay the fuck away from me. Like, yeah, like off the table, do not come near me, big fat X. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I've, as I said last episode, usually where you find yeah. them is where you'll find them again and lose them. Yeah, that is a good so, point. Where yeah, you find them, you'll yeah. lose them. Let's talk situationships. <laughs> yeah. When are you going to tell Betchy Boy story? Oh my God. Well, I hinted last episode that I, was in a situationship with this guy and I like when I first got into Paris whatever we matched on tinder I guess but so we matched we ended up going on like a really great first date second date was awesome next thing I know it's like six months in I was like you know what I want more I this is how I feel about you like 
I want to check in and see where you're at because if we're not on the same page, that's fine. But I want to like mentally be more open to other opportunities. But so I ended up being like, okay, the best decision for me, even though it's shitty and it's annoying is do I want to continue being in this situationship or do I want to like break things off and, you know, suffer being alone for a while, but in the end being happier. Sadly, I went with the latter. And then of course, you know, we're doing our own thing, right? It's like a month that goes by and we, he starts reaching out to me again and he's like asking on all these dates. He asked me to go out to a Red Sox game with him, you know, X, Y, and Z. I'm not available. Meet him for lunch. It was like kind of awkward. He like tried to go in for the kiss and I was like, what is happening? This is like, this is friends. This is a, you're trying to get back into my good graces lunch. But so then Solana and I were getting our nails done. And I remember I was like, you know what? I'm going to go like refollow him on Instagram. Maybe he's like changed his mind, whatever. So I go to follow him and a girl that we like that was in our sorority had now followed him. Mind you, he had no mutual followers, nothing. I was like, something's fishy over here. And so I was like, no. And I was like, <laughs> what did you say? You're like, no. I was like, no, like maybe they met. I don't know. I trust too much. I trust way too much. And Julia is like, Julia's like, no, like always right. And I'm like, no, they're fine. So I was it's like, innocent. Julia, don't make a big deal out of it. Like whatever. So I send my, my minions out to do some snooping, whatever. Come to find out that all the dates he had been trying to take me out on to rekindle with, I was, when I was unavailable, he brought this other girl to instead. Like the Red Sox game. Like the Red Sox game. He brought her instead. And I come to find out that, you know, mind you, he had a toothbrush out at my house. He slept over four, five nights a week. Like we all hung out, whatever. Come to find out he'd sleep at my house on Saturday, not even go home and go to the girl's house the next day and sleep over there and like do it all over again. This day love that I never I never said anything to him all I did was I blocked his phone number I unadded him on everything and I let this girl just do her thing because like like what am I gonna do back go back and forth with him over the relationship like he doesn't yeah want. and I think that's the best <laughs> like, thing you could have done because what's honestly at that point what is what is the point in saying something that whole situation though was the perfect example of being like one karma's a fucking bitch Two, the universe reveals all to you in due time. And three, like, it was the best decision. Right. I mean, My thing, too, that I've realized, and I learned this after I had a boyfriend in college for two years, and it ended terribly. A lot of that's my fault. Like, I don't blame him entirely for that. Never mix Tito's and red wine, ladies. Um, the biggest thing I regret from that is how I handled it. Because you don't want to be the girl who goes off on the guy, things end badly, and then you're like, that was not an accurate representation of who I am or what that, this relationship was. Yeah. Cause I feel like how it ends so much is like defines, honestly makes the impression of how the whole thing was. Like you don't want to yeah. end on bad terms. Well, not even just that though. It's like you always, I, for example, like would always rather be the one that gets the real, like you can say your last word, but like right. it's the way you say it or like how you, you know what I'm saying? So like, I'd yeah. rather be the one who was like, all right, like no, no response or just like whatever. Cause then at the end they're like, it, they can't be like, she was a bitch. She like went off on me, whatever. They're like, damn, like I fucked up. 
And then yeah, it's like, it's like them, you know? Yeah. Like it, I think about that yeah. a lot. And I think too, it's just like the older you get, the more people you deal with. It's like, at the end of the day, if something's ending, it's ending. So like, what's the point about going to bat, you know? Well, I mean, that's the thing too, is like, for example, my whole thing with A2 was I was like, you just lied. Like you blatantly just lied yeah. to me. Like if you maybe had been a mature enough or willing to have the conversation be like, yeah, like I did that. Then it, not that it would have had a different ending, but now I'm like, okay, you lied. Right. Like now that's you lied. Like and now that's my, yeah, it's done. And now that's kind of like my end note. Yeah. So. And I think too, like Julia was there for this, but my breaking point in Paris was <laughs> Julia and I <laughs> went to, <laughs> I'm sure Spencer will be on this sooner rather than later, but oh yeah. Julia's good friend Spencer in Paris. We went to dinner, the three of us end up getting super drunk at this cafe in Paris. The owners like love Spencer and Juliet, so they bring out bottles of champagne. We're drinking porn star martinis. I'm at this point where I'm so drunk. <laughs> I'm downstairs. The bathroom's downstairs. I'm calling my mom from the bathroom, being like, "I can't hang. Like, I I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, I cannot hang." <laughs> and I thought I was gonna throw up. I'm down there. I'm pretty sure I was like on the ground. Like, we were at a low point. Yeah. And- <laughs> hospital take me to the hospital yeah. Mom's like, you do not need to go to the hospital <laughs> shut up champagne rush but I was texting the guy that I was seeing earlier and he it was a weekend I think so yeah it was a weekend and yeah so it was it was fully fine and we were talking and I was like I really don't feel well and I told him that I needed I wish to go to the hospital I wish we had these messages because literally it was crazy it was so bad it, to be fair like I was obviously being so dramatic and I but I said to him I was like I have yeah. to go to the hospital I'm so drunk and he literally did not care and he yeah. actually did not care and <laughs> like not I, funny. <laughs> it's not funny at like all. seeing you like we're thinking about in the also, real time if you, yeah if you saw me in that state like it would <laughs> it would be funny that I texted someone who was like I need to go to the hospital yeah. um but he didn't care. And it was like, he has so many yeah. competing priorities that me being drunk doesn't matter. And yeah. that's not even being drunk, but it's like your safety. Yeah. And that's what I ended up telling him. So when I broke, so got really drunk, Julie and I went home at like 1030, just absolutely blacked. Yeah. And I woke up at four, like every drunk girl does to hit the toilet and yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> hit the can. The porcelain, porcelain throne. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I check my phone and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't tell him that I got home. Like I, he's going to be so concerned. I check my phone. It's nothing. There's nothing there. And I, yeah. And I woke up or he had just texted me something, something weird that initiated this conversation at 4am. And I was like, you know what? Bottom line, like I've, I've had a lot of patience with this situation, but if I'm going to be that drunk and text you that in a foreign country and you have no response and you simply do not care, like we're not a good match because at the end of the day like what you put into a relationship you should get back and I was always I stand by this like super supportive of him and for sure I mean I I've literally like have been in around since this like bloomed and it's always been you like definitely putting in way more of the work right and it's because he's a super nice guy and he 
like we did get along really well and he has a lot of like stressful things on his plate so it's easy to want to take care of someone like that or be there for someone like that but that needs to be reciprocated in some way but we're also not mothers and we're not therapists yeah I'm yeah lesson big lesson I think we've learned from our last endeavors you're you should be someone's girlfriend not their therapist yeah but anyways that was my breaking point and to be fair that also ended well like we we've talked a little bit since um yeah just chit chat oh yeah yeah like friendly stuff well the thing with that too like because him and a2 are in the same industry like they're in the same whatever and you know obviously everyone like wants to be in a relationship or wants to like have a partner whatever but at the end of the day like sometimes it's just like literally not possible like you just don't have enough in the tank to juggle all these things and I think that's the worst part it's like okay obviously you know that they really like you like he really liked you he was like in love with you you know but you're like that's not really enough to like keep anything sustainable and so it's like okay great yes you like me or whatever but you in reality don't have that time to do it so then just like be alone like be alone figure out what you have to do and then like when you're ready and actually able to like be in a relationship, put yourself out there. But when you aren't in that place and you're trying to like keep everything going, it just ends up being more stressful. I think for everybody, you know, you're in your early, and that's the thing you're in your early twenties, like focus on your job, but get your career on track to a point where you're happy. And the thing too, with, with boys, like they can't take, like they can't be with someone unless they're happy with what they're doing themselves. So it's like, my brother tells me this, I have a younger brother. Um, younger brother quote unquote he's like a year younger than me but he told me and we've had we talk a lot about relationships his are much different than mine but he always tells me he's like you know what guys who aren't like are not in a place where they're like happy comfortable like like everything's good cannot take care of a girl or cannot be with a girl and that's a that's a fair point all that to say like we're we're in our 20s like you know what I'm not gonna marry someone right now so let's all just literally and I mean I think it's so interesting as like we have friends who are in like very serious relationships like moving in with their boyfriends and whatever and that's like their prerogative and that's what like works for them but I think recently I I mean I've always been a big dater like I always I mean Jesus I yeah, like I always I went through the phase of going on a date like every other night just for fun. But I think too now that I mean kind of what I've been thinking about is like I'm so over the like all over the place. I mean, I don't know if you feel this way too. I'm so all over the place. I internally have like so much going on that I don't even know where to begin. And like I think too we have this huge pressure of like oh, if you're like not seeing someone or if you're not hooking up with someone, then there's <laughs> something like wrong or whatever and I just am now in a place of like like boys are gross people are gross I'm just ready to like hit the ground running and start figuring out like what I want to be well it's true because you give up a lot when you're dating someone like your free time energy it's just it is a lot and I, I will say like I put a lot more time into my job now but I don't a I don't have someone to complain to actively about it so it's a lot of like problem solving on my own and b like the t- yeah it's, honestly though it is it's a lot more like okay this is the reality and just make it work as opposed to having someone to text every two seconds when I'm like mad about something at my job um and then on top of that too just like I spend my weeknights so much more efficiently now because I'm like I'm doing it all for myself and now I'm at this point like last night I was out 
And previously when I was in my situation ship, I would have probably slept there, gone home this morning, you know, whatever. And I don't want to do that. Like today I want to work out. I wanted to do this. And then I wanted to go to brunch with my friends. You can't do that when you're managing other people. Yeah. And then like, you're also too, like, you probably would have cut the time short that you were out to like go Yes, like their apartment and then you're like and even while you're out with your friends like yeah you're enjoying that time but then you're like okay like I'm ready to go yeah like have I been here long enough like whatever that is the that is the most relatable thing when you're out with your friends and you're actively waiting to go somewhere else because your friends know when you're doing that too like oh yeah because you're like constantly checking your phone you're like itching to go out it's so annoying yeah, it's a it's a bummer for the people you're around and to be you because you're it's a com- it's a competing priority. You I I remember being like also when you're seeing someone who works in finance, they go to bed very early, so you're like, have I been here long enough? Like, have I? Oh yeah. I'm like, have to get get there before X time so they can go to sleep on time. Oh, like, have I done oh, my yeah. job here? And that and then that's the that's the shittiest part is then because you're now rearranging your entire schedule for someone else when like you shouldn't be doing that or you don't have to do that necessarily but then you're like okay well if I don't go over tonight then I probably won't see them for five days because this is the only time they're available and yep. x y and z once you start cutting like the time thing like being like okay like let's go then you're like skimping out on your mm-hmm. friends and you know men come in and out unless you're lucky to find a good one but I don't think anytime soon but yeah I mean trying to be I think now too I definitely realize that since like moving to Paris and stuff like yeah it's so much harder when you get older trying to maintain friendships and stuff like it's nice because you know you're in the city most of our friends are there minus a few but like learning to that just because like I don't hear from you every day or like you don't return my call that doesn't mean you're mad at me maybe it does but like most of the time (laughs) it doesn't mean that you know that is another big post-grad thing that I feel like people don't talk about that you mentioned in your first episode was how you maintain your friendships long distance friendships yeah yeah because it's like it's you know like we talk pretty often and then there's Jaya like Jaya's you know doing her own thing down in Dallas and like you know, Liv is in Chicago, Mandy's like in Houston, whatever, you know, everyone's so spread out. And now too, like with everyone working and whatnot, it's hard because you're trying to deal with schedules. You're trying to like keep up with who's doing what, you know? Right. And people communicate differently. Like I'll have friends from college where it's like our, I feel like I'm caught up with them because we reply to each other's social media stories, like you're social media active. So you're like, oh, I feel like I talk to them all the time because you're like swiping up on stuff. Like it's fun to see their content. And then there are people like our friend Dia in LA where like, I have to call, like we call each other. So yeah, it's definitely an adjustment and we're all just kind of learning how to keep up with each other and converse and, you know, still maintain the friendships that we you know made in college but we're just figuring it out also too we're just trying to meet new friends and like outside of our BU group like you meet people how really other than that like you just meet people out last night Sophie and I are playing fuck Mary kill at the bar um and these yeah people in the bar fire we were just chilling like it was just the two of us out last night so playing fuck Mary kill started with celebrities then it was people in the bar then we're point. I'm pointing at this guy, as in like this is one of your contestants, 
And yeah. he goes, you two, over here. And he's standing <gasps> there with two of his friends. Oh, Jesus. He's like, why are you pointing at me? And I was like, oh, well, um, I'm going to be really honest. Like, I was playing Fuck, Mary Kill, and you were a candidate. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, Bold. three of us. Like, what would you do here? Fuck, Mary Kill. And I was like. And? I didn't answer. I was like, I can't answer this question. Like, mm, no. You're like, actually, just kill you all. But then, so, yeah, literally kill all of you. No, you know, Sophie's like, boom, boom, boom. Part of me, like, I could have done it on the spot. Like, I, we already knew, but couldn't couldn't do a homie like that. So you they were kill someone. Yeah, I feel like you. They're and not. They, you. Weren't, they like, weren't it. No, and that's another thing in New York, like. We go out, you get literally get approached by so many guys who use the worst lines in the entire yeah. world. Like, I uh, mean, well, except for that one guy, though, when I came into the city. That was back good. In, oh, my God. This was, I literally still think about this and I blush a little bit. It was, That was so good. Yeah. So, okay. So what were we doing? We just went out. Oh, because I was in town. We went out to we went dinner. We went to dinner. And yeah. And, and flat iron. Flatiron. Oh yeah, don't go here. I don't even remember what it's called, but it was at so this bad. new TikTok restaurant that was terrible. But so there's like a table of like four or five guys sitting next to us. Two of them keep looking at me and my friend Pooja, and it's like super like weird. I don't know. It's not good. So they leave, and we're just like still at our table talking. And like 20 minutes later, the guy that was staring at us comes swiftly through the door around the table next to me puts a napkin rose like it's a full rose with a stem made out of napkins the detail was incredible and with it a sticky note with his phone number on it and just walked away and like winked at me and it was so smooth it was not creepy and it like gave me the opportunity like I feel like the thing in the city or like whatever is like a guy will give you a shitty pickup line and you have to engage with him. Like it's awkward. And you have to talk. And that's the thing. And this is why we talked about this tactic for so long afterwards because the ball's in your court. You have the phone number. You don't have to have the awkward like conversation after. Yeah. Like mutual interest or not mutual interest was established. Numbers there, next steps are in your hands. Like that's the way it should be. Like I don't have don't to don't make the chit chat. Exactly. I don't have to like reject him to his fate. Like I don't have to feel awkward or like obligated to talk to him or whatever or feel bad that I want to reject him or whatnot. So which yeah. is nice because no one likes being in that situation, whether you're getting rejected or you are rejecting. It's just awkward. It was we texted my younger brother in the moment, being like, do this and this is the best part the next time I was he goes to Yale New Haven so he's pretty close to me I go to dinner with him and his two roommates in at Yale we're at this really good place for like margaritas and Mexican food and it's a Thursday night we're there having a great time like I don't notice any my brother doing anything we walk out of the restaurant and I walk out with his two roommates and he's like a minute behind us and I was like what are you doing he's like I just pulled a Julia and I was like, what do you, what do you mean? He goes, I just wrote my number on their seat and made eye contact with this girl and gave it to her. And she texted him that night. She texted him. Cause it's like how it's confidence in a guy, not cockiness, but confidence like in people yeah. is so sexy and it leaves you wanting to know more. Like, especially, I mean, if you're attractive, that's like how you get in the door, right. but like the confidence of being like, yeah, I'm hot as shit here's my number right now. I'm going to like leave you alone and mind my business makes you want to know more. 
it's the yeah it makes you want to know more it's like the smoothest thing you can do and it's no like you could be you could be the hottest guy in the world approach and then have a terrible awkward conversation after and it kills oh you're deducted like three points yeah because you're like and then how do you what do you do yeah like and now (laughs) it's like oh so like did you get covid like how like it's such (laughs) stupid fucking small talk and you're just like I don't want to be here I know you definitely don't want to be here so like let's let's figure it out like let's just cut to the chase yeah and especially for girls too like it's a lose-lose either you tell a guy to like f off because he's like ugly or annoying or you're like just trying to have a night out with your friends or you take him up on the offer to get a drink and then you ditch him and then you're still a bitch yeah well that's the thing is it's like or that yeah they text you and this is the thing guys should give you their number because if you give guys their number and you already know you're not going to respond this happened to me last weekend. I met this you guy. You gave a guy her, like a your phone number? I do that all the time. <laughs> so if he gets so mad at me because I'm like, we'll go out. And yeah. you always have some, your vibe. You always get guys that come up to you though when we go out. I do. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I really do. And I don't know how to end the conversation. And Sophie gets really mad at me because I'm stuck talking to them for like a really long time. But that's the other thing I need to work on is I always get my phone number out because I want the conversation to end. Yeah. And that's worse because then you're putting this idea in their head that like you will see them again. And then I just don't respond, which is not kind. Oh, my God. What was happened? Okay, well, so tell that story. Yeah. So I met this guy at the Spaniard in New York, which is a place that we like to go. And super nice guy. He's from the same area my dad's from. So like we had a lot to talk about. Um yeah super nice kid and gave him my phone number when he was leaving the bar and I never responded and um when he texted me the next day and last weekend I'm out <gasps> on a triple date so this yeah so there's our context I'm there we're there with guys yeah. and we were like paired off mm-hmm. so I was there with a guy and I run into this kid who I had talked to <sighs> I turn around and he's right he's standing right there so I'm like oh my god Joey like oh shit <laughs> oh my god boy <laughs> whatever joey's um, boy is never gonna listen to this so it's fine no he's not right yeah he's probably not worried about it so and he's like you ghosted me and i was like he literally called me out like right away and he was like you ghosted me and i not knowing how to react to that instead of being straight up and i was like this is classic me i was just telling sophie i i've started lying when i'm drunk elaborate lies like uh, absurd girls elaborate. love so I to go, be lying out here like, you just, like, it's like, I like what's the most absurd thing that can pop into my head that I can line up? So I go, no, I actually did not leave you on red. I left my phone in an Uber, and then I lost my phone. And then when I went to get a new phone, obviously my text didn't sync, so you must have texted me during that little pocket of time where I didn't have a phone. You're putting bad energy out into the universe. You're asking for these things to happen to you. I know. And then he texted me the next day, the ghost emoji. And I already had his number. He texted the ghost mode and he's like, would love to take you out for pancakes. For pancakes. Okay, see, I'm kind of sold on that one. I know. That's the other thing. I'm like, damn, I would love to go out on a breakfast date. But I can't do it. See, that's the, like, like, that's so, it's annoying because, like, yeah, you don't want to be mean and, like, not give your phone number. But at the same time, like, flip the script. I know. Like, you would want someone to be honest with you than like the other thing which is the hard thing but I don't know men have more fragile egos I think 
<laughs> well, they do. And the other thing, too, is like, I, Sophie and I, when we were out last night, we watched a girl go up to a group of guys. And, Ugh. and she didn't strike out, actually. But it actually yeah. was good perspective because it's what girls do. And so she went up to this group of guys. Two of the guys immediately turned their back to her. <gasps> and um, she starts talking to one of them. So I wonder if it was the one that she like wanted to talk to or if she really was just like fishing. She, I think it was the one she wanted to talk to. But like, I think about that, like when you when you're a girl and a weird guy approaches you and you just start turning body oh, language, yeah. turning your back. Like it was actually like sad. It was kind of sad to watch. Well, I used to be a firm believer. Like, I don't think girls can't hit on guys. Like, I, I don't think that's true. But I will say as we've gotten older, like, I used to be like, oh, yeah, like, I'll go up to a guy and be like, hey, like, can I get your number? Or, like, here's my number. Call me like whatever. And right. guys don't like girls like that for the most part. No, like it's it's shitty. It's sad. And but that's the reality. And like, oh, God. And I think about it now. Sometimes I'm like, stupid so stupid well you you are like um I remember that when we were younger in college like you would go up to guys and honestly I feel like it is a respectable thing my brother tells me all the time that he likes when girls go up to him I think it takes a certain kind of guy though like you know yeah it does one that's not like an asshole but I used to do it all the time to do that I mean it's yeah I I would not do it now like unless you're I don't know Greek god or something like I don't think I would do it now just because, I mean, I don't know. I feel like guys just like to take the lead on that. And also, I, I can't handle rejection that well. No. And, you know, the pursuit. I'm, I'm interested in the pursuit. Yeah. And it's nice to be chased. And, like, that's how you hook up. Is It's all about the chase. All about the chase. And that's why you don't let the rabbit out of the hat too fast. Because then there's no rabbit. And it's all There's the no table. rabbit. I'm a huge fan of keeping the rabbit in the hat for like nine days. Your your hat's got a, <laughs> several gates and locks on it, and it's never seen the light of day. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, that's what works. That's what works. Damn. Then that's full circle conversation, and that's how I end up in my situation. <laughs> and with that being said, that's all we have for episode three. So uh, thanks for coming on, Soul. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, Julia. And remember, this is 20 fucking something, the podcast that breaks down the chaoticness of living in your 20s. Stay bold out there, and I'll catch you guys next time.